Welcome to Walden Wednesday here at Mountain Zen Den. This is Brett, here to help inspire you to connect with nature for mindfulness and personal transformation. Naturally, come on in. Hey, it's good to have you here today, doing one of my favorite things in the whole world, slowing down and practicing presence. With you, of course. So, here at Mountain Zen Den, our Wednesday podcast features passages from Walden and other great classics that relate to cultivating the wisdom, mindfulness, and simplicity found in the natural world, as offered by some of the most influential naturalists, writers, philosophers, and poets of our past. Walden Wednesday is all about taking a little time in our favorite nature setting on a regular basis to help still the heart and mind and slow you down enough to absorb the thoughts ideas, philosophies, and writings of some of these great thinkers we were talking about. And then at the end, we give you a little time to just be and soak in these treasures to settle into your inner being and hopefully become a part of your core of who you are in your day-to-day living, fully awake, fully present, alive and aware, and intentionally growing as a human being. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off last Wednesday and contemplate what it really means to be a philosopher and the question, am I fully present for and living the life I desire and wholly believe in? Fully present for the meeting of two eternities. So now, I invite you to settle in and take a deep breath as we continue a passage from the chapter titled Economy from the classic Walden, or Life in the Woods, by Henry David Thoreau. Most of the luxuries, and many of the so-called comforts of life, are not only not indispensable, but positive hindrances to the elevation of mankind. With respect to luxuries and comforts, the wisest have ever lived a more simple and meager life than the poor. The ancient philosophers, Chinese, Hindu, Persian, and Greek, were a class than which none has been poorer in outward riches, none so rich in inward. We know not much about them. It is remarkable that we know so much of them as we do. The same is true of the more modern reformers and benefactors of their race. None can be an impartial or wise observer of human life but from the vantage ground of what we should call voluntary poverty. Of a life of luxury, the fruit is luxury, whether in agriculture or commerce or literature or art. There are nowadays professors of philosophy, but not philosophers. Yet it is admirable to profess because it was once admirable to live. To be a philosopher is not merely to have subtle thoughts, nor even to found a school, but so to love wisdom as to live according to its dictates, a life of simplicity, independence, magnanimity, and trust. It is to solve some of the problems of life, not only theoretically, but practically. The success of great scholars and thinkers is commonly a courtier-like success, not kingly, not manly. They make shift to live merely by conformity, practically as their fathers did, and are in no sense the progenitors of a noble race of men. But why do men degenerate ever? What makes families run out? What is the nature of the luxury which enervates and destroys nations? 
Are we sure that there is none of it in our own lives? The philosopher is in advance of his age, even in the outward form of his life. He is not fed, sheltered, clothed, warmed like his contemporaries. How can a man be a philosopher and not maintain his vital heat by better methods than other men? When a man is warmed by the several modes which I have described, what does he want next? Surely not more warmth of the same kind, as more and richer food, larger and more splendid houses, finer and more abundant clothing, more numerous, incessant, and hotter fires, and the like. When he has obtained those things which are necessary to life, there is another alternative than to obtain the superfluities, and that is, to adventure on life now, his vacation from humbler toil having commenced. The soil, it appears, is suited to the seed, for it has sent its radical down, and it may now send its shoot upward also with confidence. Why has man rooted himself thus firmly in the earth, but that he may rise in the same proportion into the heavens above? For the nobler plants are valued for the fruit they bear at last in the air and light, far from the ground, and are not treated like the humbler esculents, which, though they may be biennials, are cultivated only till they have perfected their root, and often cut down at top for this purpose, so that most would not know them in their flowering season. I do not mean to prescribe rules to strong and valiant natures who will mind their own affairs, whether in heaven or hell, and perchance build more magnificently and spend more lavishly than the richest, without ever impoverishing themselves, not knowing how they live, if, indeed, there are any such, as has been dreamed, nor to those who find their encouragement and inspiration in precisely the present condition of things, and cherish it with the fondness and enthusiasm of lovers, and, to some extent, I reckon myself in this number. I do not speak to those who are well employed, in whatever circumstances, and they know whether they are well employed or not, but mainly to the mass of men who are discontented, and idly complaining of the hardness of their lot, or of the times when they might improve them. There are some who complain most energetically and inconsolably of any, because they are, as they say, doing their duty. I also have in my mind that seemingly wealthy, but most terribly impoverished class of all, who have accumulated dross, but know not how to use it, or get rid of it, and thus have forged their own golden or silver fetters. If I should attempt to tell how I have desired to spend my life in years past, it would probably surprise those of my readers who are somewhat acquainted with its actual history. It would certainly astonish those who know nothing about it. I will only hint at some of the enterprises which I have cherished. In any weather, at any hour of the day or night, I have been anxious to improve the nick of time and notch it on my stick, too. To stand on the meeting of two eternities, the past and future which is precisely the present moment, to toe that line. You will pardon some obscurities, for there are more secrets in my trade than in most men's, and yet not voluntarily kept, but inseparable from its very nature. I would gladly tell all that I know about it, and never paint no admittance on my gate. I long ago lost a hound, a bay horse, and a turtle dove, and am still on their trail, Many are the travelers I have spoken concerning them, describing their tracks and what calls they answered to. I have met one or two who had heard the hound and the tramp of the horse, 
and even seen the dove disappear behind a cloud, and they seemed as anxious to recover them as if they had lost them themselves. To anticipate, not the sunrise and the dawn merely, but, if possible, nature herself. How many mornings, summer and winter, before yet any neighbor was stirring about his business, have I been about mine? No doubt, many of my townsmen have met me returning from this enterprise. Farmers starting for Boston in the twilight, or woodchoppers going to their work. It is true, I never assisted the sun material in his rising, but doubt not, it was of the last importance only to be present at it. only to be present at each day's new sunrise, and to be grateful you were there to witness the miracle. Hey, there's no greater calling to the human soul than this. It's what we were made for. And then, to share that truth and gratitude with the world around you, as light and love throughout your day. Thank you for spending your treasured time with me today. It's mind-blowing and incredible, but true, that as we unite our hearts, minds, and souls on fully being who we were created to be, the world becomes what it was fully meant to be. Remember this, life is a gift, nature is a gift, and you are a gift back to the world. Live well, my friend. We'll see you back here on Monday.